Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Hey there, it's Album for the Day. I'm John E. This is Jay. And we were thinking about doing something a little different Mm -hmm. because we love America. Oh, that's right. And there's 50 states in this great land. And we're going to put our patriot pants on, and we're going to bring you a little bit from every state, because there's music in every state in this great land. And we're here for the whole ride. So we're going to go state by state, bringing you some of the best bands, some of the best albums that we've heard. Uh, We're going to bring it to you. So buckle up, Buttercup. Jose, can you see? (laughs) Here we go. Album for the day today brings you another state of the music, and today we're going to the Keystone State, the Coal State, the Oil State, the Steel State, the State of Independence, and the Quaker State. The Quaker State. Mm. I wondered where they got the name of that oil. Now you know. Now you know the, the rest, rest of the story. <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania. Lots and lots of talent in Pennsylvania. I will agree. Um it all kind of started, though, with uh, Bill Haley and the Comets. That is kind of who started rock and roll. Pretty much. I mean, that's kind of like the, what would you call it, like the nexus, the 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 birthplace. Um, rocking around the clock, one of the rock first. Rock around the clock. Yeah, rock around the clock. Did I say that? You said rocking. Oh, rock around the clock, sorry. Um, um, one of the first guitar solos of like that what would you call it? like surf rock kind of thing? That kind of sound. Uh, it's almost kind of rockabilly. Yeah. Rockabilly. That's much better. Yeah. Um, but Bill Haley, everybody emulated Bill Haley's style from Chuck Berry to, I mean, and they were playing around the same time periods as well. So it was like this birth of how you can play a new style of music. Um, well, and, they were so popular, and so were those songs. Oh yeah, that um, "Rock Around the Clock" was, you know, it, it, a huge TV executive wanted to make a TV show about that era at a diner and the families and kids involved. Mm-hmm. And those were some happy days. <laughs> "Rock Around the Clock" as yeah. the theme, and then they cut. The Happy Days theme song. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, that's, they're, they're part yeah. of it. They cannot be extracted from it. Oh, yeah. And that song is like so instrumental to so many, I mean, 50s, 50s era of rock. I Absolutely. Mean, that's, that's what brought it all on. Shake, which, rattle, and roll. Which ended up. Of that too, which, which was awesome. Yeah, which influenced the Beatles, mm-hmm. which influenced the whole history of what rock and roll is. So out of what you can get your hands on realistically, uh, we chose 1960s Bill Haley and his Comets, which mm-hmm. was the first album for Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and included re-recorded earlier hits. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, or if you are familiar... It's either a great place to start or a great place to start revisiting. Mm, amen. Um, let's see. Where's a good place to jump? Where do you want to jump? Uh, let's jump 360 degrees to 360 degrees <laughs> of Billy Paul from 1972. Um, Billy Paul 
put out the song Me and Mrs. Jones. You remember mm. that one? Me and Mrs. Me Jones. Me and Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. We got a thing. <laughs> and that was kind of dirty. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he was kind of one of those on-the-edge guys. He got uh, Jesse Jackson made a big thing against him having a song called Let's Go Make a Baby. Yeah. I wonder what he's saying it's about today's music. Jesse. Yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what he thinks about, uh, you know, some Cardi B songs. Well, <laughs> I, I, I shudder to think. I just shudder to think. Um, but it was shown to be, you know, super hypocritical because people that he was saying stuff about, he was having perform at his rallies wow. for free. Mm. For free. So, Mm. But Billy Paul, yeah, mm. 360 Degrees of Billy Paul from 1972 is a great, great record. Mm. Um, Another Billy that we could discuss, mm-hmm. not technically from Philadelphia, but performed in all the clubs and led to a legendary Philadelphia performer, uh, Billy Holiday. Um, kind of cut her teeth in Philadelphia bars and whatnot. Um, and the career of one Patty LaBelle started because of, uh, Billie Holiday. Um, seeing her perform really inspired her to get up on the stage herself. Um, and if you don't know much about Patty LaBelle, um, she is a survivor. She is a, uh, humanitarian she is uh, one of the better performers and singers that you will see. Um, her self-titled solo album is where I would start. Um, she sang with a couple of bands before um, actually having like a solo. Like she was with the LaBelles, which guess who was? You the, don't say. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's a surprise. Guess who was the front uh, front woman for the LaBelles? Um but she had a lot, a lot of singles over the years, um, a lot of good also stuff. The Blue Bells. And the Blue Bells, yeah, which let's label the Blue Bells. What it does. Yeah. So, but her <laughs> career, her career has spanned since the 1960s. Um, and uh, yeah, just an absolute music the God legend. Mother of soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's, she's, she's played with everybody from Michael McDonald to Aretha to. I just it's just a legendary career. I would uh, like to go from there to Poison, <laughs> the most unexpected Pennsylvania band of all time, from Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, um, their 1988 release, "Open Up and Say Ah." Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up having to change the cover because it had. You can you can imagine. <laughs> I mean, it's a comically long tongue. It's supposed to be a joke. Yeah, but somehow that's offensive. And well, different. It was a different time. It was a different time of censorship and all the things that just kind of. That was pre America. Yeah, where we where we were, um, people tried to censor a lot more than they do today. And, Indeed, and. And now it's a wild, wild west of you can do whatever you want and that. And back then, which is really not that long ago, people were 
trying to tell musical artists that you can't do this and you can't say that you can't show that and poison one of those bands who was censored said open up and say ah that's Mm, what they said that's what they said um yeah but being from mechanicsburg and whatever they just weren't really making any money so they moved to california and became who we know now Mm -hmm. um people that also started there uh, live from York, Pennsylvania. Yeah. With their 1994 Throwing Copper, 8 million sold. That record is so good. You know who co-produced that record? Ooh, I remember t- talking about this. It's not on the top of my head right now, though. Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads. Wow. Very cool. Mm-hmm. He did a fantastic job. He sure as heck did. That, uh, that album is one of those records that even you go back and listen to it now, it still holds water. Absolutely. I mean, it's like there's 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 a bunch of records at that time period, the 94, that uh, that was such a great year for rock and roll. Speaking of which, G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah, that's uh, another band. album from 1994. Yep. Fantastic yep. example of... Just the broad spectrum of Pennsylvania music. Yeah, G Love, G Love, what a cool dude. He even has he has a new album out. Um, well, not like brand spanking new, um, but it came out recently, and I, I recommend listening to that one as well. But um, but yeah, lives, but lives, lives throwing copper and G Love coming out with records at the, right around the same time. Throwing copper just like they're very different. They're very so different. But they're both so good. Yeah. The the Throwing Copper had like lightning crashes. It's like mm. the big song that everybody's going to remember. Yeah, but um, that wasn't necessarily my favorite. I enjoyed All Over You, yeah. White Discussion. Yeah. All Over uh, You, wow. Poop yeah. Town. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Um yeah. Yeah. Great, that was a great, great, great record. record. I think there's only like twelve or thirteen songs on it too. Thirteen, I think. Yeah, and it's just like banger after banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they put out like five or six singles from it. <sighs> yeah, probably, probably um, was the season for that. Mm. Um, kicking it funky again. Wake up, everybody! From Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, nineteen seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I believe that was his last album with them yeah i believe so and you know they both went on to bigger and better stuff separately yeah so good for them good for them what i don't want us to leave out from pennsylvania is the amazing george benson oh yeah whose 1976 album breezen uh george is from pittsburgh Mm-hmm. So that album was a top 10 on pop and R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certified three times platinum, won the Grammy for best pop instrumental performance, best engineered album non-classical, was nominated for album of the year, and this masquerade won record of the year. Man. Uh, it was nominated for song of the year for Leon Russell. Mm. Should have won it too. I know. Best pop vocal performance. I mean, yeah, you see George Benson in a lot of uh, uh, record bins when you're out when you're out looking, and you because he was huge. He, he was so huge, and then people just kind of over time forget how wonderful all of that music that he was making was, and makes you feel. Yeah, and so how if you if it you makes you feel if if you happen to see a George Benson record in one of your those dollar bins or whatever, take a chance. 
huge take a huge it's not even a chance it's, not even it's a, a steal chance. it's a steal it is, is a what steal. you're going to get because you're going to take it home and go wait how is this guy what ba, 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 ba. you're going to do your do your own research and you're going to be like man this dude is legit well i think that uh, i also wanted to mention that george benson uh if you remember the uh whitney houston hit the greatest love of all mm. How could we forget? It was originally George Benson. Wow. Um, he did it in the 1977 uh, biopic of Ali, the greatest. Oh. Wow. And uh, I didn't know that. He also put out The Other Side of Abbey Road in 1970, mm -hmm. like the next year after mm -hmm. the Beatles did. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome it is so good yeah hmm well i guess that's going to take us um to let's say hollow notes uh your private eyes <laughs> they're watching you they are watching us 1981 um and this if if you guys have not seriously done a discography dive on a couple of amazingly talented musician hall and oats together as well as separately are absolutely worth the dive so um, daryl hall and john oats are probably one of the greatest duos of all time yeah there's not many that like maybe simon and garfunkel is in yep. their same sure. kind of realm but sure. beyond that it's 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 a runaway it's rarefied train. air up there yeah. it's a, yeah. where they are yeah yeah um, um, what I thought was really funny was apparently Michael Jackson came up to Daryl Hall and was like, Hey man, um, I kind of ripped off that beginning of Billy Jean <laughs> yeah. from, I can't go for that. And Daryl Hall that. was like, that's cool, man. I ripped it off from such and such. We all do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And and the, the the range of emotion that you get from Holland Oats is so, um, it's diverse. They're it, such it, great yeah. musicians, yeah. and the band that they have, they've got a core band that's been together for a long, long time. Yeah, and they're just some of the best people. Yeah, that make you feel good. <laughs> and uh, if you're ever depressed. Feeling down, feeling blue. You can always call an Oats, which is one of the funniest phone numbers of all time. It is 719-26-OATS. O-A-T-E-S. You can pick songs to play on your phone from anywhere by calling an automatic or automated number. It is hysterical, and I have called it multiple times. It's wonderful. It is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of fabulous, Ween mm. uh, in 1997 released The Mollusk. Yeah. That's. The, I was actually wondering which one you would look at the hardest from Ween because well, they we have did, such a great catalog. We did an episode on 12 Golden Country Greats, yes. which is still it's, honestly my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but The Mollusk is. Well, the Mollusk was their first album mm -hmm. uh, without the drum machines and stuff. Yeah. And using like actual instrumentation and players and 
whatnot. So mm-hmm. it was a big step forward. Um, also has Johnny on the spot on it, mm. which I love. Well, why not? I think it also has uh, something about waving something in the wind. Mm, it does, does it not? Mm-hmm. That's for the, uh, make sure you bring the kids along for that song. Mm. <laughs> it's a biology it's lesson. A, or something like that. Anatomy and physiology. Oh, gosh. That's what it is. Oh, my um, gosh. But anyway, yeah, Ween is not necessarily the most family-friendly music, but... But it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah. And you do learn things about the worldwide, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. An album called Montreal, too. Mm. Yeah, I, I I actually really like that album. That's I, I or was it Quebec? Quebec. It was Quebec. Yeah, my bad. That's okay. Ween will forgive you. They will. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people that won't forgive you, uh, the Bloodhound Gang <laughs> uh, will savagely roast you. Yes, and they not will forgive you on stage. Even hooray for boobies. Yes, came out. Uh, we previously did an episode on one, one fierce, fierce beer coaster. coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but hooray for boobies. Yeah, there's some fantastic songs. We won't even say the titles. We, I don't think we're allowed. Whatever it was about <laughs> the Discovery Channel. Everybody do it like that. we do on the Discovery Channel. I think it's called The Bad Touch. Was it called Mammals? It's called The Bad Touch. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of other lap dances always better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> If you bought the actual mm. first pressing of the CD, yeah, uh, not that I did or anything, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a flesh-colored CD, mm-hmm. and on the plastic, right next to the plastic on the inside of the CD, it said, uh, "Stick tongue through hole from other side to simulate nipple." Um, they're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. No, I. I don't know what else you could possibly do to be more effective with an album called Hooray for Boobies. That's, I mean, they nailed it. Except bring it out every October, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Pink is from Doylestown Township. That was an excellent transition. I just want to point that out. Well. Going yeah. from nipples to pink. <laughs> In 2001, uh, she put out Misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, 12 million worldwide. She got six producers. She told them, she told L.A. Reid, I'm not going to do that pop trash you had me do on the first album. I want to do something I want to do. Mm-hmm. said, I want to work with these six producers um, because I respect what they've done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the eighth best-selling album of 2002. Um, she still performs all that stuff. Yep. She's a, a unbelievable live performer as well. And yeah. she's got a great head on her shoulders. Um, she's got a little daughter that she's bringing up the right way. Um, you know, she's very empowering um, to listen to how she talks about how you need to respect people and, you know. Respect everyone. Yeah. Not, yeah, not treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple, but she has a way of really getting through and stating it. And a lot of that comes through in her music as well. And, you know, my daughters listen to pink quite a bit and it's very like, wow, this girl is really, 
surprise, you know, and it was, you know, being, I love being, yeah, being somebody who wasn't a big pink fan right. before having kids and l- little girls who, you know, in this world, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. A, a lot, lot of, of bad pe- messages. A lot of out bad there. messages of like, you have to look a certain way. You have to be a certain way. She's somebody who's come through and been like, no, you don't. You you just be you be you and be the best version of you that you can be because that is beauty and it's like to hear messages from that like that from someone in a position of power um, is just so refreshing and I and she's great at collabs yeah. Yeah. too she does a lot of great collab work with mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. Um, who also support that kind of uh, inclusion and mm-hmm. all of that she's. People just feel so darn comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. She she hits that well, that she's, note, yeah, but she's you that know how she's that person. People feel with her. Yeah. Did you see that clip where a fed gave her her mother's ashes oh while she was goodness. performing in the middle of a song? Gracious, that is. Yeah, a she lot. was like, "I'm not real sure how to feel about this." That's wild. That's a little. That's a little. That's a little overboard, in my personal opinion. Agreed, but. Good on that fan. I guess they At felt least it wasn't a water bottle or some of the other stuff people were throwing. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Gosh, we already did open up and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a shame. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, things fall apart from the roots. Oh, yeah. The roots. There was a couple of albums we could choose um, from the roots. Um, Black Thought is one of the greatest lyricists of our generation um he hasn't done anything that i that i look at and go wow that's bad mm-hmm. i don't like that mm-hmm. um and having quest love and the band the roots around him Quest love and james poiser yeah. are two the, of the greatest musicians on the planet ever. on the yeah, on the planet um and if you have don't know been who james poiser is if you ever watch the tonight show which the roots of the mm-hmm. house band on James Poiser's the guy at the keyboard with the absolute driest expression ever. Mm-hmm. I forget, but he's got one like sketch where he just holds that face and is playing this really oh. sad little. I'm sure he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. And the roots. If you've if you've been sleeping on the roots, it's time to wake up mm. because um, that band for years upon years. And they almost, they almost left us. They they were discussing a breakup, and Fallon, that's who they're the actually got them to be the house band, which kept them together, which let them make more music. And huge shout out and thank you to that because we would have lost a lot of great music if they would have disbanded. Indeed. Yeah. Um. Also, from you know the same kind of thing. Uh, who is Jill Scott? Mm-hmm. Words and Sounds, Volume 1 from 2000. Uh, Questlove actually was involved in the production of that. And wow. um, I believe James Poyser played on it. Uh, wow. A lot of collab stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Questlove wasn't happy about the Vibe article that used the word Soul Quarians. Um, but it referred to a group of them that were all together in that area. Um, hmm. it was Questlove, James Poiser, D'Angelo, and Jay Dilla. Wow. But That's... also included contributions from Eric Abadu, Common, Most Def, Q-Tip, Talib Quelli, and Pino Palladino. 
nothing bad is going to come out of that group. I'm just going to throw that softball out. <laughs> yeah. You know, Palladino, if you don't know who he is, he's a bass player and mm-hmm. he played on like everything that came out during that period mm-hmm. because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's played with the who he's played with. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't he in the John Mayer trio? He was. Yeah. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you need a bass player Call Pino. Yeah. Yeah. And lest we forget, boys to men. Boys. Now we can and talk we about. go to the end of the road. So what's weird about that is, end of the road wasn't actually on the first album. When I know. Put it, out. Mm-hmm. it was on the soundtrack for Boomerang, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy movie, and you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they re-released it with it on the end and some extra remixes and stuff like that. So. We came to talk about the album two, mm-hmm. which um, spent fifty cumulative weeks at number one. Uh, it was sixth behind the Beatles, Drake, Rihanna, Elvis, and Mariah. I mean, that's of all time. Yeah, that's um, third artist ever to replace themselves at number one after the Beatles and Elvis mm-hmm. with. I'll make love to you and on bended knee. Yeah. I mean, and then they did the Mariah Carey song, which blew up again. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they were everywhere back, back in the day. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've even seen them recently. They did the, uh, national anthem. Um, they've done, they've done all, I mean, they're still together. They're still, you know, they, well, you, they're, they're, they're not doing the same thing because they're as, a trio now, yeah, as, as you get older as well, you, the harmonies that they had were unparalleled. Um, and your voice changes as you get older. There's nothing upsetting about that. They still have harmony. They can still sing very well. It's just not quite the same as it was. Well, no, because it's a trio. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a sad story. Mm-hmm. Um, you hate to see people that are friends have something come between them. But, mm-hmm. you know, issues happen. It happens. It happens. So, Jim Croce from Mm. South Philadelphia. Mm. One of my singer, songwriter, storyteller favorites. Absolutely. Love that dude. We apparently only got five studio albums from him. We did, sadly. In a short 30-year life. Yep. And and he's one of those singer-songwriters that starts a story out, you know, like Bad Leroy Brown, where he, he goes through this whole thing of who this character is, and by the end... It's like you can't wait to find out what this guy does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just he's such a good storyteller. Yeah. And I think the his influence as far as that of, of crafting visual storytelling, mm. um, I think that will continue to be an influence to mm-hmm. many. His son is now touring, playing Jim Croce songs, like kind of like Zappa on Zappa mm-hmm. or Zappa plays Zappa. Now it's kind of like Croce plays Croce. Um, it's well, we picked life and times yeah uh which is the last album released in his lifetime yeah um he hit number one with bad bad leroy brown which is that's an amazing song mm-hmm. that that whole album is fantastic it's one of those don't just don't sleep on that one yeah um whole album's 28 minutes and 48 seconds that's wild 11 songs in a god of davida is longer than that <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> that is a fact uh, yeah yeah well i think there's only there's only one last one for me 
from Philly. She was born there, the old T-Swift. Born there, but I don't think she really claims herself to be a resident there um, anymore. But, uh, you know, T-Swift, she's got a place in my heart. I love you, T-Swift. You like her folklore? Um, I'm more of a uh, probably Midnight's kind of guy. Kind of a... It's more the raw, like, uh, she's getting to be a better lyricist now. Mm-hmm. It's not just the kind of poppy. I think they were kind of controlling her career a little bit in the beginning. Not that folklore was in the beginning of her career, but now it's getting to be a lot more her representing herself. You know what I'm and excited I, about? And I enjoy, I enjoy that more. I'm excited that, you know, maybe, maybe... I mean, I I guess I'm like everybody else here Mm -hmm. where I just hope that she's in a great relationship with a guy who gets along with his mom Mm -hmm. and has a great sibling. And I can't wait to hear her next album. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be the most uplifting. I hope so. Thing. Well, she can tell her fans ever. and all the she already little. She changed the lyrics to one of her songs. All, and put well, him in it. Well, all the little girls around the world to get a positive, you know, role model about fa- families and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Absolutely. And good for them. I'm Absolutely. happy for that. Uh, I, I did want to mention Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just briefly. Yeah. Uh, I chose watching movies with the sound off from 2013 because that's exactly how he said he wrote it. Mm-hmm. He would turn movies on and leave them on mute and sit there and write. That's awesome. And I was like, that's and it's fascinating. And if you've not seen his tiny desk uh, concert, go YouTube it immediately. It's probably one of the my top five. Um, but that album is also um, what we like to call... <gasps> A banger. <laughs> dirty hot fire. It's dirty hot fire. Well, uh, let's see. I guess just, uh, you know, follow us wherever you uh, listen to us. Um, we're coming to you from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania today. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at album number four of the day. Follow, subscribe wherever you listen. If there's anybody that we missed that you really like, shoot us an email or sh- hit us up on Twitter and let us know. Uh, but email is album for the day at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you when we see you. Oh God, give me a reason. <laughs> I'm down on bended knee. Nice. <laughs> and that number again, seven, one, nine, 26 oats. O A T E S. <laughs> no, I can't go for that. No, no I can't go. For that. No can do. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!